1: Today, we are going to talk about money. Money is a central part of everybody's lives. Whether you have it, you don't have it, you have to worry about it, you never have to think about it. Um, even those few people. You know. But we all have baggage around money. Money is truly the one of the biggest parts of our lives. And I am lucky enough to have here two people who have authored the guidebook of how to work with money. The guidebook, Money is an Energy Game. And I want to introduce these two authors. I am so grateful for them because I need their book. Um, Madeline Gerwig is an internationally recognized certified astrologer specializing in business and economic astrology which over thir- with over 30 years experience. Her background includes a BA degree with honors in economics and over 15 years of industrial sales and marketing experience with both business, small businesses and corporations. Using her astrological business expertise, hundreds of companies, new and established, have hired her to pick the best and most highly successful times, to sign contracts, introduce products, Business changes and hiring staff, contract signing, legal actions, and many other aspects of their business. We also have Margaret Donahue, Peg Donahue, who holds an MBA from Boston University and a BA from Georgetown University. She's highly educated in the practice of feng shui, as well as teaching and certifying many students in this art. Extremely well-versed and experienced in the use of energy and with her education and 21-year business career, Peg has worked with large nonprofits and Fortune 500 companies and clients to turn the most challenging teams and circumstances around. I'm so glad that these two highly accomplished women have come together to produce this how-to guide, how-to successful guide financial, professional, and personal success in their new book, Money is an Energy Game. So welcome to my show, both of you. I'm so glad you're here.
2: Thank you for having us. Thank Thank you. It's really a
1: pleasure to be here. How did you guys get together? You seemed awfully apart in that.
2: (laughs) How did you guys get together? (laughs) Well, we were both taking prosperity training. And we were taking it from the same person or the same group. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I had a kind of an add out for somebody to do feng shui. And so Peg applied, found out about it and applied for it. And that's how we originally got together. And then we started teaching eight keys to the ultimately prosperous business. And then after that, we started teaching... The Art of Conscious Language. And after that, we we taught uh, Take an Energy Inventory for Prosperity. And then we decided to make it all into one book.
1: <laughs> right. And it's a very hefty, important book. <laughs> and that I'm glad book took you did seven, it in one book. Yeah. Yes, that book took us seven years.
2: Oh, because yeah. Because we were both
3: yeah. um, running our own businesses. And then we'd work on the book. And then um, things would come up, you know, because we both um, – do some writing and Madeline publishes an annual good timing guide. Mm -hmm. And, and the world was changing. Business was changing rapidly. You think, you know, during, you know, from 2011 to, you know, 20, you know, 21, you know, big, big changes. And so,
1: um, and we're all looking for different how to ways because the old how to ways are looking very fragile. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Very worried about that. (laughs) Um. So now tell me about you you mentioned the eight keys. Tell me about those eight keys. Those are really the first eight chapters in your book.
2: That's correct. So th-
1: this is a foundation. You know, before I get into that though, um, I want to ask you about your own personal baggage. What did you, what kind of things did you have to get rid of to allow prosperity to come to you? And if if I am derailing our conversation, just tell me and we'll you know, we'll ignore it till later. But I'd love to know those if, you know, what were your personal stumbling blocks?
3: Well, I um, learned to adopt a new paradigm that money is um, easy and effortless. hmm. And because so you I used had, to think it was hard and... Well, uh, I, I didn't think about it, it, it being hard, but I, I put myself through college. That was a struggle. I was, you know, working three jobs often, you know, just to pay the bills. I nearly quit um, in undergrad as a sophomore because I was trying to figure out, how am I going to pay these bills? Mm-hmm. And then a wonderful thing happened. Um, I was working in the financial aid office, and when I told my boss, the senior accountant at the time, I wasn't coming back, she literally marched me to the dean's office, and they we sat down and they restructured all of my loans and gave me scholarship. Oh, wow. And and on the way up, I said, just you know, just be quiet, just notice what's happening. If you know they make an effort and figure out how to make things easier, you'll stay. Mm-hmm. And so I did, they, you know, things got easier. My loans were, you know, restructured and I, I already had work study. I couldn't be working anymore. And, um, you so know, you I, didn't I got some have scholarship to work money. after that? Oh, no, I did. I, oh. I absolutely continued working, but it got easier. And then when I returned for the following semester, uh, one of my side jobs was babysitting and I got a call from somebody and they wanted me to be a nanny, you know, for um, the following year. And so, to me at the time, that was a godsend. You know, yeah. I came from a family of nine children and this family. Me too. Had, me too. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. And this That's family unusual, had, actually. <laughs> you know, had five children. Well, they actually had four and one on the way. So there'd mm-hmm. be five children under six years of age. And so, but for me, that was just a real gift because that right off the bat would cover my room and board. Right. So, um, and it's like, wow. And it wasn't until... Actually, we were studying prosperity that I realized what had had happened when I was young. And then, you know, I graduated, I got a a job actually in the um, database marketing field. And that was, um, I really loved the company I was working for. And that was a very prosperous Mm -hmm. uh, time for me. I mean, it still is. It it kicked off a much more prosperous time, but I was working hard. Mm -hmm. And I would be working 60, 70, 80-hour weeks. And and so that's what I had to (laughs) to learn to let go of, that you have to work hard Mm -hmm. to earn money or to have money. And so I changed it over to money can be easy and
1: effortless. Mm -hmm. And how did you get there, Madeline?
2: Oh Well, I actually at one time was on welfare with my disabled daughter. Wow. yeah, so I I went from that to uh, being uh, very well prosperous <laughs> in my in my field. But along the way, of course, I managed to get my degree, and mm-hmm. I managed to work in a large company where I had good benefits and so forth. And so I was I was making quite a lot of money, and then uh, <laughs> decided to leave that prosperous job to become a full-time astrologer. So so that was... A, That's a,
1: quite the leap of faith. Yeah, that
2: was quite the leap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, but oddly enough, or perhaps not, uh, it worked out very well. Within two months, I had replaced 50% of my income. Wow. Pretty quickly. Yeah. And and I replaced it with only two hours a day. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. So I managed to to make that shift. And I was focused on doing work that I loved, which was really important to me. Mm -hmm. And then I started taking prosperity training in 1999. And I had been to a program with uh, Greg Braden. And -hmm. he had explained how uh, in science, uh, well, even not just even scientists, but they're actually spiritual teachings as well that believe that time actually has depth to it and that the depth of time is all these different outcomes
4: Um, Mm -hmm.
2: for any particular situation there were multiple outcomes and the one that you were pulling in was the one that you were focused on right that you were thinking about or talking about or whatever all the time so i i started realizing that hey, <laughs> I'm I'm pulling in all these different things with whatever I'm focused on, and so okay, I started gradually shifting my focus to something more positive. But and, before yeah, before and over time yeah, it makes a major difference. Yeah,
1: but before that class, you already had the belief that you had a right to the money. <laughs>
2: <That> you <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah actually yeah I you know I but. You know there is kind of a spiritual um pale over money. People have a tendency mm-hmm. to believe that money is not spiritual, but actually, money's quite neutral. I mean, you can use it for yeah. great things or you can use it for pretty bad things. You see right. yeah. it's like driving a car. you could drive a car to from point A to point B, or you could run somebody over.
1: On your so, way. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. all your
1: intention. I understand. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It it's neutral. It's a yeah. holder. It's right. With the and, and, doing it. and also, I was going to say that prior to
3: meeting Madeline, I had a, a corporate career, and I up and left that at um, in two thousand, right at the mm-hmm. the turn of the century. And my plan was just to take six months off and get another job. But during that six months, I really delved into metaphysics. And uh, oh, my gosh, the the more I read, the more I, you know, the deeper I went. And that's, you know, along the path where I met Madeline. I had no fear of not having enough or anything. Both um, of you had no fear. (laughs) Right. I had no fear. I just knew things would be okay. Things would be okay. Even my dad asked me, you know, when I said it was going to go into um, feng shui, he said, is there a market for that? (laughs) <laughs> he said, Dad, the market is wide open. It's there to be, you know, developed. And I had no fear. I just knew that it, the right thing to do was to do work that would bring me joy. And we would be okay. And I was the breadwinner in the family also. That That's wow. like another big piece. of it. But, wow. um, but I knew, you know, we would be okay.
1: Would but be now afraid. you two are very unusual because both of you <laughs> did not have fear. You know, for, right. for you Both to quit a job like that on on trust is just yes, um, to walk away on trust. Very, very, and
3: that's something that we write about in the book uh, to Mm -hmm. have trust. It's essential that you have trust because your thoughts are always creating things your thoughts, your emotions. You we hold our emotions Mm -hmm. in the cells of our body. So, one of the things we do in the book is I provide a release, one of the services I do is uh, acupressure tapping. Mm-hmm. So it's emotional. It's called emotional freedom and healing. It's similar to EFT or the emotional freedom technique. Right. And so we provide a link where you can do, do a 45-minute tapping exercise to release money blockages. And mm-hmm. we highly recommend that every reader
1: with fear do that. Right.
3: most everybody
2: has it at one level or another.
1: (laughs) But before we get to trust, (laughs) 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 we have a lot of steps to go through. Um, The positive money vibe, you start with that, having a positive. Because many of us, especially women, well, maybe that's a prejudice statement, probably, (laughs) Um, don't feel like they have a right to it. You know, money. and a lot you of know, people don't feel they have a right to to money or that money is going to require so much of them that, uh, you know, they have to work 120 hours a day. You know, they have negative thoughts about, about money.
2: money.
1: Yeah, and yeah. what money will make them, you know, be or do, or right. they just have no right, right. to
2: it. Well, do, do you know, what happened uh, hundreds of years ago, and so people sometimes have cellular memories of this, is that the men might have died, say, in a war or an accident or something, and then mm-hmm. the, the women, of course, had the property, but they would frequently be arrested in their pro- so that their property could be stolen from them. Oh. And so a lot of women have that cellular memory. That they can't have money or property or those kinds of things, but that's not conscious. It's it's more at the cellular level where they were. They may have even been beaten and tortured. You mm-hmm. see, for having the property. Mm-hmm. See. So I so don't deserve it, isn't right? Yeah, so that can be there from you know centuries ago. You see, and and that can be one reason why women have this. Uh, fear about around money. Right. that You know, Both it was a big problem a right when that happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: right. Both not I don't deserve right it, it is another common belief. Well, that's you know, that what we I'm hold. thinking. Yeah, right. Not
1: having a right or bad things right. come with money right. or you're right. a bad person. Right. You have lots. <laughs> right. of money. Yeah. You don't Excuse deserve me. it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't deserve it. That is a big problem.
2: Well, and, and so one of the things that I think, you know, we, we put some evidence in the book. That of course the universe wants you to be prosperous, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And and it's it's actually I think one of the important points in the very beginning because in the very beginning of the book we 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 talk about the right to be rich, right? And, and we talk we we talk about the different beliefs that are common cliches around money that we say without even thinking about it because we've heard mm-hmm. them since the time we were itty-bitty. But one of the things we're, we're doing is we're leading the person to set an intention for prosperity. So there's a sacred prosperity commitment in the first chapter that we really want everyone to print out and to... Read it out loud, sign it, and, and read it every day for at least 30 right. days so it gets into your consciousness, not just a Into wonder- your cells. Yes.
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and Deep. also, any discomfort that you have if you're, as you're writing out that um, contract mm-hmm.
4: or
3: yeah. agreement is an indication of what you're holding in your cells. And so think back right. to the stories that you grew up with um, that, you know, it could be money is hard to come by. You have to work hard mm-hmm. um to have money. Or, you know, I used to hear money doesn't grow on trees, you know. Right,
1: right. And <laughs> and don't waste your money and hide right. your money. <laughs> you know, right. Or it's going of down those the drain. Things. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, and 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 I I think you might have um gotten it from uh that earlier book, The Success, Spiritual Success. I forget his I apologize. I forget his uh he, I think he wrote it in the turn of the century. Turn well, of The, Walls, 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 um, yeah, the Right that's to Be of, yeah. He, it, yeah He wrote and that it, in 1910. Yeah. 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 And so
3: it's amazing. So the language is of 1910. Mm-hmm. But, he, but if you go ahead.
1: He explains that spirit, and this is what really grabbed me. Spirit wants you to fully experience your soul. And you yes. can't do it without money. Right. It's right have to right. be free to do this, and you yes. need money to be free. So, right. Spirit wants you to have that foundation.
3: Right. And in order to help others, it really mm-hmm. helps to have money to help others. Yeah. yeah. So, if you want to be philanthropic, um, you mm-hmm. need yeah. money to do that. Right. You can yeah, only really- give away what you've cultivated within yourself and what you have. Yeah. yeah. You,
2: you can't really develop yourself fully if you don't have enough money to. Right to do that you see and your talents and skills are just as important as everybody else's mm-hmm. but the world will know what it missed and neither will you if you don't do that
1: right and you won't have fully lived your life right, because right, you were right. burdened by the needs of right in right. life basically yeah that's right so the positive money vibe starts with your agreement, your prosperity agreement. It does. And, and that prosperity agreement, as I found, <laughs> you mm-hmm. see a lot of stumbling blocks with, you know, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, saying it is a good way to catch,
3: you know, to, to notice down. how you're feeling as you say it. And as you notice, oh, that's a belief I have, like. When I realized, you know, you have to work hard to be successful. You know, Mm -hmm. I found myself telling that to one of my brothers one day. And I was like, I wanted those words to come right back in. I made a a mental note that that's my belief. That's not his belief. That's my belief. And then I decided to change that.
1: So you begin really by using that. You can see the red flags going down. But then you must become hypervigilant to that. Because they are so automated. It gets easier over time. Yeah,
2: yeah. It works better if you will have an agreement with one or two other people who will listen for your statements that you know are not uh, prosperous, Mm -hmm. you see. And And so they can point it out to you and you can point it out to them because we usually don't hear ourselves. And that's
1: another thing you talked about business going from I call it the world of one, you know, I'm always saying, ah, that's an, that person's in a world of one. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is there, <laughs> but um, you're going from business being the individual, the, you know, I can do it. You know, I, it's me, it's all me. And, and to the business as a community that we're going to do it again, Together and you, you talked about again. We're into the astrology and numerology, really coming out of the 19s, or well, the teens, and mm-hmm. into the two. So out of the ones and into the twos, and that's a fascinating part of yeah. your your conversation, really in that first chapter.
2: Yeah, that the we are going to
1: collaboration,
2: right? Because the millennial number made a big big shift. And once we were out of the one, which is typically fairly competitive, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing things independently and shifting over to collaboration and cooperation with the two, uh, that, that was a very big uh, difference in the way we were going to approach business.
1: Hmm. But so, I'm not seeing it yet. Is it coming soon?
2: Well, <laughs> what we see are things like alliances. Okay, mm-hmm. so like just as an example, when you go to like a Barnes and Noble, they frequently have Starbucks either in their store or right next door. Right. So they have a marketing alliance with another company that has what they consider to be the same customer.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. So, so, the, and so
2: so supporting in a businesses. Sense, yeah, so yeah. so Peg and I are you know, basically in a marketing alliance, you see, mm-hmm. a punctuate mm-hmm. customer could easily be an astrology customer and vice versa. See? Yeah. That so, yeah. Makes sense. And then and and all of them could be prosperity customers. Mm hmm.
1: Everybody's prosperity. Customers. <laughs> yeah. Even the people who have a ton of money, um, if they pay attention at all, they're always afraid they're going to lose it.
2: They're going to lose it. Yeah, yeah that's the, so, you fear. know, yeah.
1: everybody is owned by, by money. Everybody is, except the dumber kids that don't know that money's running their lives. But we all <laughs> had our moments of bliss and they're over. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, as I said, money most important. Um, so so um, the releasing of the blockages to success and that is, again, in that prosperity where, where you're stumbling over things and you realize some of your blockages there. But how about some of your more subconscious, unconscious blockages? How do you get to them?
3: Well, you get to them through um, understanding how you're feeling and expressing how you're feeling and what you say to others, the stories mm-hmm. that you tell, the stories that you repeat. Also, the the patterns in your life as well. And so, I work with a lot of people to release those unconscious blockages. And we do it through tapping. I also do it through um, personal clearings Mm
2: -hmm. as
3: well. And and many times people will have one and then have the other. But in the book, we put a link into the emotional freedom and healing, um, a release for blockages related to money, common blockages related to money ones that we think that many people will identify
1: with or do identify with
2: and sometimes people don't recognize that they have those blockages until after they do the release and that's
1: what i would think too yeah because
2: as you're as you're tapping uh, a lot of times you can feel energy releasing from your body Mm -hmm. and so you know that um it's working <laughs> or that you're yes. releasing stuff, right? Yes. Yes. Even though you may not think that you have that particular blockage, uh, many people do. It's just been subconsciously trained into us,
3: Right. So we'd say be open to the possibility that you have these blockages and just, you know, just play with that possibility. You may not think right. you hold them, but it, the patterns of, of what's happening in your life.
1: Uh, they hold the the key. They hold the answer. Right. The work in sixty hours a week, Yeah. Hours a <laughs> I had long enough, you them. got it covered. But you, they can't right. live without you. <laughs> That's another one. They can't live without me. <laughs> so I have to work eighty hours a week, or it'll fall apart. That is very much a block to success, really. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so i changed that <laughs> yeah and when you changed that did you do um the work and then actually see yourself you know now you're working um 60 hours now you're working 50 did you see it gradually change or is that when you I did see you it gradually it took change six months off? <laughs> <laughs> well no i,
3: I did uh, see it gradually change and then i uh, maybe it built back up again because i i did um get several feng shui certifications. I started a feng shui school. So along the way, I, had, I think I had three alliances going. I had my own business. <laughs> yeah. And then I had collaborations. Well, I actually had three collaborations going,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, one with Madeline and um, two others. And then <laughs> I, I wanted to take things up a bit further, so I started teaching uh, a business course at the university level, and then I went full time, and then I was on the computer again, sixty hours then, a week, and yeah, it's like, whoa! Back. Yeah, I recognize yeah. this pattern. Yeah. <laughs> <And> then, so <laughs> oh, I yeah. I stopped tap, that. Tap tap tap. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. So I um, and then I decided what I really enjoy is is working with my own clients, working one on one. With um, clients and helping individuals release blockages and um, get on board with their own success. That brings me a lot of joy um, to do that. Yeah. And so, you that's know what? what I do.
1: Yeah. I didn't know I had the sound on. I apologize, but we're going to take a break now. We have just been talking about the blockages to success and money coming to us, but not only money, success in many ways, and the, and recognizing those patterns. And we're going to be back in a few minutes. On, on what to do next. <laughs> so we'll be right back.
0: One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. You are listening to Metaphysics A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to A View Through the Veil at gmail.com. Now back to the show.
1: Hi, we're back, and I'd like to welcome back Madeline Gerwick and Peg Donahue who have written the fabulous book, Money is an Energy Game. We have been talking about the blocks we all carry toward money and our own success. And now we are going to look at the science behind these blocks. So if we can open up on quantum physics, and I don't know which one of you wants to start that conversation. Madeline, go right ahead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I I love this part of the book because oh. I started with quantum physics. You see, oh, I started learning quantum physics uh, from Greg Br- Braden in the mm-hmm. in the in relation to money, and so that's when I realized how this whole process worked. But and I already mentioned the part where you know, basically time has depth to it, and it carries all these different possibilities within the depth of time. So for every possible, every situation you can imagine, all the different possibilities are already there, and you're just, you're just pulling the one to you that you're focused on.
1: What does it mean that time has depth to it?
2: Well, we kind of think of time as having, you know, like say maybe past, present, future, or past, present Mm -hmm. future depending on how you perceive it yeah but and that's kind of linear but you see death is the other uh, dimension meaning that you have all these for you know for every possible situation you have all these different possible outcomes Mm -hmm. and so so basically that's all contained in this past present future that we think of but it's you know, like if we think of past, present, and future as straight ahead, then depth might be over here.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: so, so
1: so are we, we all, choosing then our future? We're choosing reason? the
2: outcome, yeah. yeah. And, and basically in quantum physics, what they figured out, and it took a while, was that whatever you expected to happen was what was happening, right? That, mm-hmm. Because, <clears throat> and they discovered this when they were doing all the cold fusion experiments. And finally, uh, one of the technicians says, you know, it always seems that whatever the uh, group expects is what we find.
4: Mm-hmm. And it was
2: always, you know, back and forth. They would get both, both uh, situations where it worked or it didn't work. And it would depend on who was looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so, it's, and, and really, there are a lot of different Pieces to it. You know, Bruce Lipton is the one who came up with the biological processes where it went from a thought in your head to what's happening in your cells.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: And, you know, it's easy to get into an emotional rut, you see, because if you have the same thought over and over, you're body makes a particular chemical associated with that particular thought or that feeling associated with the thought.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It makes a particular chemical. So if you have that thought or that feeling over and over again, which might be something like stress.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Then your Stress body eats chocolate, yeah,
2: yeah, right?
1: <laughs> yeah it becomes well, a, a well worn highway,
2: <laughs> yeah. So, your yeah. body makes receptors for that chemical, mm-hmm. and the more you have that thought, the more you have your body makes more and more receptors for that chemical. So, you that's how people get into an emotional rut, mm hmm. So when somebody finally decides that they're going to focus on becoming prosperous, it can take time to mm. shift that body and how you feel, because you may have been thinking particular stressful thoughts. Oh, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time for this. Or right, I don't have enough right. money. Or I can't do this. Or I can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so if that's how you were oriented, you see when you finally decide to shift your thoughts to something more positive and it it takes time to switch your body from being in stress to being in joy or to Mm -hmm. be choosing to be happy. It's always a choice to be happy. We always think that something outside of us is going to make us happy, but that's not really how it works. You see, So, so you have to make the choice. And as you make the choice, then your body makes different chemicals and in response, it makes different chemical receptors. And over time you build up more and more receptors. And it, then it's easy to feel happy when you build up a whole lot of receptors for being happy.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. one of the um, references we have in the book, and we, we, by the way, read, we have an extensive resource list and we read yeah. each of those books, but Barbara Fredrickson's work on positivity yeah. Really is a key to helping people shift, because you know just uh, taking on a more positive approach to life. And you can um, hop online, you can take a, a positivity test every day if you want, and, and see where you're going. And she talks about the um, the ratio being three to one to have. And Malcolm Gladwell, in his research, did this as well have three times as many positive experiences as negative ones. So when you're adopting a positive focus on life, it's not, you know, uh, like everything is good and nothing bad ever happens and right. you block it all out. We're <laughs> right. human. Life goes up and down. But really to choose to have three times as many good and positive experiences on a regular basis as negative ones. So when you realize that, that you're in a rut, you can mm-hmm. use some positivity techniques to pull yourself out. Or to shift that, it could be as easy as call a friend, you know, yeah, somebody that yeah. can, you know, help, you know, put a different spin on things, a more positive spin on things. You know, is the glass half full of glass, uh, is the glass half empty? It's both. It depends on your perspective. Mm-hmm. So, in all of our lives, it's an accumulation of our perspectives and everything that has happened in our life that's packed into these bodies. (laughs) And um, and so, it's fascinating when we go in and analyze and study these.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, now I've got the nature versus nurture thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Are we hardwired? Some some pessimists tell me that uh, only pessimists survive.
2: only pessimists what? Survive. Oh, Because <laughs> they're no, all they're hypervigilant on no, 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 walking no, I don't think so. No, <laughs> well, no, it's the no, pessimists
1: I... who are telling me this. That's of right. Of course. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so only pessimists
1: survive.
0: For how long? Maybe how long do they
1: survive? <laughs> I know.
2: Yeah,
1: so, really. So it's really the same the same incident or the same things are happening. It's how you view them.
2: Right. Yes, so, it's your perspective. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you could, let's just suppose you got fired from your job as an example. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now you could view that as the worst thing that ever happened to you. But on the other hand, you might realize, Oh, now I've got resources of uh, unemployment
3: mm-hmm.
2: and now I could start my own business. Well, that's right. Or, right. see, Or I could uh, find a much better job that uses more of my skills or what I'm interested in doing right now that maybe I wasn't interested in 10 years ago or five years ago when I got that job, Mm -hmm. you see. But, you know, a lot of things that we typically think of as bad, uh, you know, (laughs) are actually opportunities for us to grow in a new way. And the universe is often trying to sort of funnel us into a different situation because, you know, maybe we really didn't really like that job that much anymore. Maybe we weren't growing. Maybe, you know, it it just wasn't that interesting anymore. We had mastered it, you know, five years ago and we didn't learn anything in that time. You know, there's a lot of different reasons. Or maybe it just didn't work schedule-wise because your kids are a certain age or whatever, you see, so there are a lot of different reasons why the universe will try and sort of funnel you into a better opportunity. But sometimes we perceive it as something negative and it's not meant to mm-hmm. be that way.
1: A lot of times we're in a job that's easy because we've done it for so long, whatever. And right. we we're not going we won't even consider quitting the job because of the fear Mm -hmm. you know that's a big one right yeah because of the fear and then when you're thrown out (laughs) you know i mean it really opens it shatters our you know little fear-based world and opens us up to many other things but we never could have taken that step
2: right and usually that's the universe saying hey we've been trying to knock on your shoulder right. for uh, three years yeah. now, and yeah, we've uh,
1: tried the we've, gentle approach. <laughs> yeah,
2: and and you haven't been listening, and so uh, this is our last resort. <laughs> right. And I love
3: the saying from one of my um, teachers, one of my feng shui teachers along the way. She said, "When you don't pay attention to the whispers, you have yeah. to listen to the screams." <laughs> So when oh, that's we don't pay attention yeah. to the hints along the way, yeah. Yeah. you know, they, they grow and grow and grow. Right. And yeah. then, yeah, that's when you might lose a job or something really, you know, bad happens. Um, right. you know, it knocks you flat versus so, when so you to
1: go back away from the screams yeah. <laughs> is going to bring it bring us into how to create the trust because right. of that fear, you know, we have to have a belief that it's going to work. We have to have trust. So how do you get to that point of trust?
2: You know, in the book, we have this uh, section where we talk about the movie from, uh, it was one of the Raiders movies. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: it was the one where uh, Harrison Ford has to get the Holy Grail or his father's going to die. And he gets to the abyss, right? And he can't jump across the abyss but he remembers the picture of the guy walking across a rainbow. And, and of course, you know, this thing is, it, it's a big abyss, but he has to get to the other side. And he has to step out into the abyss. And mm-hmm. when he does, then the bridge appeared under his feet. So that is the essence of the trust uh, situation. of being able to step out into the abyss and know that there's either a parachute on your back or there's a bridge under your feet (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah exactly (laughs) and that is and actually when i saw that movie i was right at the point where i was trying to make that leap uh from the corporate world into the full-time astrologer Mm -hmm. and i I would say I probably dreamed that scene about fifty times that night after I saw that movie. See, so I woke up the next day and realized I was going to have to, you know, trust and step into the abyss. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and and you know, I and it was like, okay, that's what we have to do. That's what we got to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. Wow. And so yeah, so so and I think it can be terrifying. It really does bring terror to people to think that they're going to step out into the unknown. Yeah. But, you know, the concept of trusting the universe, trusting God, goddess, whatever word you want to choose, doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It's all the same concept, you see. And, and the idea is that you always have support.
3: Right,
2: right. It might be invisible to you, but you always have support. As long as you're willing to allow
3: it. Right. And, and building a support system or support team of your own is, mm-hmm. um, is helpful to do. Look at successful people. Yeah. You know, and, and I have always loved to read um, biographies about people, about what made people successful. And I always have believed it. Go right to the top and work with successful people.
4: Mm-hmm. And that
3: is right there is a matter of trust. And so recognizing your own beliefs and what you grew up with and the ones that are holding you um, locked in place. Yeah. And if it's a place you don't want to be, a place you want to move away from, that's what uh, is, uh, you're to let go of. Mm-hmm. And so recognizing that and, and playing with it. So um, start easy, you know, be gentle with yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, try. We, we have over a hundred um, tools, tips, and techniques in the book. There's something yeah. there for everyone, and a start starting point for everyone.
1: Right, right. To bring them to the point, what I call right. trusting life. Right. Trust, it might
3: be yeah, yeah starting yeah. to recognize. I think recognizing your beliefs, because mm-hmm. you know, to to even get to the point where you are watching for or listening for your own beliefs, it's not something that we are trained to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And they come out in the stories you tell, you know, what you grew up with. Um, Religion. He, he, <laughs> he, he, Religion. Yeah, that's a big, a yeah. big part of it. Yeah. Um, what you repeat um, to others. Mm-hmm. And so you can, if you find yourself repeating, you know, gossip or negative stories, just pull back from those and right. you could get to a point where you understand how um, people hold those beliefs, but you can change your beliefs even while you're observing this in others. You mm-hmm. don't. Ha- you can stop agreeing with it. That's a good way to begin right yeah. there,
1: or just, just the step- acknowledgement inside yourself of there it is. Very, oh, that is that huge. That is the hardest yeah. part. Yeah. When, when
3: it came up for me, you have to work hard to be successful. And I realized that that was emerging and coming out. So, oh, my gosh, that's mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have lived that. I'm going to change that one. Right. Yes. You're thinking that again.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It can yeah. be, it can yeah. be, be easy
3: sense. and effortless. And that's how I came up with, or that was maybe the start of how I came up with my one page. I call it my daily focus. We have it in the book. Because I used to have mm-hmm. multi... Multiple pages of to do lists. Now, you're never going to get those done in a day, but yeah, I have them yeah. because I had a, a lot going on.
1: Actually, in, have, this, in this book, ahead. each chapter you almost have to graduate from. <laughs> <Each> <laughs> well, it is, a, it is a
3: progression, but you can yeah. also pick it up and read any individual chapter
1: and, mm-hmm. and
3: get a lot out of it. Um, right. You know, right there. You know, if you have particular um, issues or patterns that, that you want to shift, you can uh, start with. Any chapter or begin with part three, which we call um, Take an Energy Inventory for Prosperity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would be a good place to start if you are feeling stuck. And that's just about, about that. a six-week um, program and you can start anywhere. We we recommend beginning with sleep. And mm-hmm. all you do is you print the worksheet or print seven copies of the worksheet. And you just track your sleep. What time did you go to sleep? What time did you wake up? You might... Um, Put down what you ate or what you read, what you were watching before you went to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so you're just tracking your patterns. It's, it's no judgment or anything. You're just noticing what's what's happening, what your pattern is. And then at the end of the week, you um, notice and you how you feel. Really comment on. Yeah, how you're feeling. Yeah, how mm-hmm. you feel. What's pat- happening and how you're feeling. So you do that for sleep, you, uh, you do it for food. um, and it's not about going on a diet or counting calories. (laughs) This is the easiest way. All you have to do is write down what you eat, what time you eat it, and how you feel afterwards. So you are making connections to your energy level. Mm -hmm, So you're isolating each
1: um, characteristic, sleep, food, Exercise. And I saw with food, it's like in 15 minutes, in 30 minutes. Yes. How yeah, do you, hey, you feel afterwards? It's very specific. have did you feel? Yeah.
3: And for exercise, and, and sometimes exercise is like a downer for people. So think of it as mm-hmm. movement. How yeah. are you moving mm-hmm. um, throughout the day? What are you yeah. doing? And are you doing anything, you know, movement that brings you joy? So you just write mm-hmm. down. What exercise does it of have a
1: box and no movement? And how did you feel <laughs> about that? <laughs> yeah, you just,
3: you just put it down. So it's movement and then it goes on to thoughts and mm-hmm. feelings and spirituality. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, a reflection of your energy patterns for that mm-hmm. topic for over a seven day period.
1: So it's really, that, s- really stopping. It's stopping your normal flow just stopping it long enough to say, "Hey, get back in touch with yourself." That's what it's get about. Get to and know it, yourself yes. again. You did not know yourself and yes. you forgot. Or right, and and I have a saying. I've, I've had yeah. this for a long time that
3: the work, what we call the work, is always on oneself. It's not about mm-hmm. other people. It's about okay. each of us. And other people, you know, they bump up against us. They might trigger things. You know, that's a big one right there. What, what is being triggered with, in you? Mm -hmm. like particular relationships. So notice that, but the work is always on oneself. And as long as we're living, we have work to do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And it's important to note that really your energy is the same as your money. And So the whole idea of taking an energy inventory for prosperity is that it helps you to become more focused on your own energy. And how it's impacted by your day-to-day decisions of what you're eating, sleeping, moving, thinking about, talking about, your relationships, what your conversations are about, your spiritual practices, etc. And so you can start to focus and see, how do those things impact my energy? And as I am making a different choice, perhaps, or maybe I find that a certain pattern works really well for me, mm-hmm. then... And then I increase the ones that work well for me and decrease the ones that don't work so well. Mm -hmm. And my money will increase. Now, there are a lot of different ways your money can increase. You see, uh, if you have a regular job, maybe you don't get bonuses or maybe you don't get commissions or something like that. Mm -hmm. But you may get a promotion or you may get a raise or you may get discounts on different products or services Mm -hmm. and if you were in lower energy you might not get those things right you see and so it's a little bit hard to connect at first you see because we don't realize that you know oh we told this negative story about such and such and now I didn't get as much of a raise as I thought I deserved right
4: Mm -hmm.
2: right but They don't know that they could have gotten the race, the bigger race, you see. So it's hard for people to connect some of the energy dots, which is why most people don't make the connections. But it's only because Peg and I have been studying energy for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And
3: and then we've been putting um, these practices into play. We we live this and and that's why we put it together, because we thought it would be helpful. Okay, so this yeah.
1: stops us all from running around with our hair on fire. That's <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Pay if,
1: attention. Yeah,
2: <laughs> if, if you're gonna tell a woe is me story, mm-hmm. you don't you know the universe hears that you want to have more of those experiences when you tell that story. You mm-hmm. see. So you want to finish that story with something that is positive. Okay, so that's that woe is me story, but I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to do this instead.
1: Right. How you does see. it break? Some people love that victim thing or that woe is me thing. They, sure they love it. And It's and, easy to be a
2: victim. <laughs> you're yeah. not responsible for yourself if you're a victim. And you but can explain yet, your really life.
1: It. Yeah, you can explain your life that. Well, I'm a victim. You know, I didn't make it happen. I'm a victim. <laughs> right, but it's about not taking responsibility. Yeah, yeah, the love of it, facing the reality that you love being the victim, or you love being the woe is me, or you love being the underdog, or whatever. That's a hard thing to face, especially when you when you look backwards and you see how it has cl- colored your life.
2: A lot of it's due to training. Mm-hmm. People are trained to be victims.
1: It's an automatic response.
2: Then. It's it's common. I wouldn't say it's automatic, but it's common. It depends on how your parents viewed life and what they instilled in you and what you learned along the way and what you continue to believe. Right. These patterns are
3: passed down generationally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. really are. And and what I have come across in, in all of these studies is that when we do our own work, when we're clearing ourselves, we're actually clearing our um, heritage and our genetics backward and forward. So when you do your work, you can also be clearing, you know, for your parents and grandparents as well as your children. Yeah. So that, that's a huge benefit right there, knowing to break the work the is cycle. always on yourself. Break do the, do the work, pay attention yeah. to yourself, and you are helping your family, Lolly, as well. Yeah.
1: So it's you huge. know what? On that note, I feel like we only scratched the surface. We did. And I'm going to say, I am going to have these ladies back because we truly just barely started to get into this. So there's going to be a part two and maybe a part <laughs> three. Too. That would be fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, I want to make sure that you can say on air where everybody can get hold of you peg do you want to start and sure, tell um, us go what, right to yeah, the, book own, the book
3: has its own website money is an energy com, mm-hmm. and so you can buy a print copy from the and you can also be directed to amazon for the kindle version so right. um, print is on money is an and you can and get the
1: print version in amazon as well right
3: well, it's not quite up there um, at, at this point in time. It will be there, but it, it, okay. it, as of today, it's not there. So I get it right from the book's website, moneyisanenergygame.com. And our, the two of our, um, we have our bios out on the book website as well. So you can read about us and we each have our own uh, websites. Mine is fengshuiconnections.com. That's mm-hmm. F-E-N-G-S-H-U-I, connections with an S.com, fengshuiconnections.com. And I'm out on um Facebook and um, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Madeline, go right ahead. All
1: under the same name, the Feng Shui Connection. Feng, feng Shui connections. It's okay, a,
3: either Feng Shui connections or it's under Margaret Donahue or Peg Donahue. But if you type any of them in, it will. I will come up.
2: Okay. <laughs> or Madeline and Peg's money tips. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. That's yeah. another one. Madeline, Madeline and Peg's, and Peg's money tips. tips. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. And yeah. then
1: also you. Um, and then I'll come to you too, Madeline. I kept. Enough time. <laughs> so, um, but you, Peg, you're also working as a consultant in business as well. So that—that's um, that, that, that right. On. Well,
3: actually, I, I'm a functionary um, practitioner and consultant, and I'm also a coach. So I coach people on life issues, or I, I have this um, dream coaching program, which is about manifesting what it is you want and then that's a, a fabulous program as well and okay, i do great. clearing services so i do space clearings on homes and businesses and i do personal clearing so it's clearing um, your own energy fields and i do tapping services um, to clear blockages
2: great and okay, she can madeline. do those remotely <laughs> okay. i do i yes, do most
1: of yes. remotely yes and madeline where can we get hold of you
2: okay so as Peg mentioned on money is an energy game on the author's page, my uh, bio is there with my website, which is com. That's P-O-L-A-R-I-S, Polaris, like the North Star. Mm-hmm. Business spelled regular guides with an S on it.com. And uh, every year I put out the good timing guide. And and so this is the one for next year But we already have 2021 is, is out to but 2022 is in and we just every year i give people a way to know good timing when when is it a good time to start something new when is it a bad time to start something new because there are timeouts every week when nothing comes of whatever you're trying to accomplish good time not to do those things yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you'll know for example when people want to Spend their money, buy stuff, that sort mm-hmm. of thing, donate, and so and on. And that's on your
1: website, or is
2: that about that's on my that? website? And I also provide the Good Timing Newsletters so that people can know in more detail because this book is really, it's just it's just color coded, you see, mm-hmm. and and so you know you're not going to be able to to know in depth what the uh, color code means. It, it'll tell you you know basically good, challenging, or uh, stop. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but if you have the good timing newsletter, it'll tell you what's behind those codes. Right. You can be much more ready for a good day that's coming up right. when you might want to mm-hmm. do a certain set of activities, promote a certain type of product or service, that sort of thing, and be ready for that and understand what the really challenging energies are about so you can be prepared and optimized your response to them. So right. gives you a good a good situation. Great. Right. And they can that. get
1: that on your website. The
3: on primary.
2: my website. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also and provide.
3: The, I was going to say, ahead. the guide makes it so easy. Um, it really does. I followed, applied astrology to business before I met Madeline, and the guide makes it much easier.
2: Oh, yeah. good.
1: That's yeah. perfect.
2: Yeah. All right. Thanks. And, and then I do business and and personal consultations for for people. So you're still
1: available for all of that? Yeah, and I do Nobody's working 60, 80 hours a week, right?
2: (laughs) No, we're not. No, no. I usually only do a couple of days a week for clients. (laughs) Good, good,
1: good. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks so much for being on. As I stated earlier, I think this is part one.
4: (laughs) It sure is. And And we'll be
1: back. Thank you so much.